welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chuck Bailey. Hello! Is it you I'm looking for? Uh, I yes. definitely thought you were going to carry on with that. Yeah, then. definitely. <laughs> I left it in suspense. I was actually going for uh, Adele, but uh, there you oh. go. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, that, those two start pretty much the same, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you'd have guessed the other, I would have said the other, so... There you go. <laughs> All right, and joining us, as he usually does, is super producer Ian Stimson. How do? How's it going? Pretty good. You coming back down to earth after the highs of celebrity, or...? With a bump. How uh, How's the posh doing? We haven't checked in on that in a while. Beat Gillingham? Yeah, you beat Gillingham? we beat Gillingham. Thank you, Chuck. Oh, look, look at you taking an interest. Yeah, Thank research. you. Well, I did look, and I remember the other day, and it was like 2-1 in the 80-something minute. And I didn't <laughs> want to say anything to you, so you called me a jinx, so I just left it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a bit of a battling one, that, as well. It, it needed a penalty, but... Um, yeah, we're third in the league and definitely in touching distance. It's going well at the minute. Nice. Who who was it you were playing? Gillingham. Isn't that those uh those puffy vests that Marty McFly wears? Or? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Way to take a pre-air conversation. <laughs> That's a gilet. A gilet. Oh, a gilet. Okay. Gillet. Okay. Yeah, those are the razors too. Yeah, gillet. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Five blade razors with a vibrating handle and uh. You love a vibrating head. Seems needless, yeah. doesn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Nothing, nothing compared to a Harry's razor, who someday we <laughs> might be advertising for, I hope. Oh, I'm, shot, I'm shotgunning that one. I'm getting the Harry's razor adverts. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are the Miles Offside Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We are one American and two Brits, and we are supposed to talk about the Premier League, but usually we go very far off tangent. But we will start, as we usually do, with our... Famous segment, the Rapid, Rapid, Rapid Fire News. Our top story this evening, Juan Mata says, I still call my mom before every match. Speaking to Five Live Breakfast's Hugh Ferris, Mata also spoke about how tough it is living in Manchester. I mean, is it also just playing for Manchester United? Because that's pretty difficult. Is he calling his mum just so he hears some kind words every day? (laughs) You can tell him he loves him, tell him he's a special boy. That he is making the right life decisions. I wonder how much he regrets leaving Chelsea. I mean, he was kind of pushed out, wasn't he? Yeah, that was a sore spot. That was a sore subject for a while. That was that uh, that year where Mourinho sent everyone away mm. that I wanted to keep. Yeah, I mean, he only won like player of the season two or three times in a row. Yeah, so now he's as good as McTominay or whatever. So, there you go. <laughs> but is he the most wholesome footballer in the world? It's him or Conte, right? Like. I think it might be. I think he donates a decent percentage of his salary to charity. Oh, uh, so, bollocks. 90% of footballers do, and Wilfred Zaha has donated about four times as much for about his entire career as Juan Mata. Everyone gives some money to charity in some way or another. Didier Drogba has built most of the hospitals in the Ivory Coast at this point, and he stopped a civil war, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I'm making that up. <laughs> Like he straight up went down there and was like, yo, everybody calm down. And then it like, there was peace. Everyone (laughs) just chilled the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you know, you see all these videos of Juan Mata walking around Manchester, just taking pictures with the fans and, you know, patting babies on the head. I feel like he'd make a good politician. He's just so nice. He seems very smart too. He has a blog where he talks about philosophy a whole ton. I used to read it when it was still on Chelsea. Now I'm like, eh, whatever. You're not confusing him with Joey Barton, no? (laughs) <laughs> no. Okay. Good. Who is, I think, the anti-matter? <laughs> oh, good. good. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Uh, next up, we have Ashley Cole is back, baby. He's going to be an academy coach for Chelsea Football Club after retiring <laughs> as a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he need some target practice or what? Yeah, do we think there's a specific clause in his contract about um, air rifles and youth players? or Maybe it's an incentive to get him to go faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got previous, mate. He will shoot you. Of, of all the former players to put in charge of youth, <laughs> why Ashley Cole? <laughs> yeah, someone who's previously shot someone in the ass with a fucking air rifle. <laughs> and honestly, great player, probably a horrible influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, I hadn't even thought about his, like, you know, personality and stuff. That's what you want coaching the next generation, isn't it? Uh, probably not, but, you know, 
Maybe he calmed down when he was in LA hanging out with Bex in the MLS. Not playing, yeah, probably. Tough, tough times. Um, speaking of tough times, Wolves are going to be forced to play a behind-closed doors in the Europa League, but they are expecting 21,000 fans in their behind-closed doors game. Huh? Are the doors, like, not big enough? Is it just very little doors? And everyone can just step over the doors? What? Yeah, what is this? I've not heard anything about this. (laughs) So, per the BBC, Wolverhampton Wanderers will play in front of 21,000 home fans at Slovan Bratislava in their Europa League game, despite it being behind closed doors. Slovan were banned from selling tickets to the match for, you guessed it, racist chants by fans, Mm -hmm. um, but instead gifted them to local football clubs and schools thanks to a UEFA loophole. Uh, under Article 73 of UEFA's regulations, accompanied children aged 14 and under from local schools and football academies can be invited. So basically, bring a kid and you can still go see the match. Bring a kid and teach the next generation racism as well. Yeah, exactly. So if this is a behind-closed-doors match, are any Wolves fans going to be there? Uh, the BBC article, which I just closed, said that they had <laughs> sold 200 tickets to Wolves fans. Right. So it wasn't close to them necessarily. Okay, Jesus nope, Christ. Nope, but uh, I don't think there'll be many there. Well, let's hope none of those tickets make it into the wrong hands. They obviously will. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Those are very tall 14-year-olds. <laughs> With yeah. a swastika tattooed on his head. Yeah. How easy is it to get a fake birth certificate in Bratislava? I can't imagine it's particularly hard. And uh, xenophobia. <laughs> are, we, uh, are we charting there? Shouts out, shout outs to all our Bratislava listeners. I mean, name the country. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Name the country. It's not its own country? Oh, there we go. And we just lost There's too many of those little ones in Europe. Is it Slovakia? I'm going to guess Slovakia, but that's probably wrong. Did you do a very quick Google? No, I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't Google it. Is that right, though? I would be so excited if it is. (laughs) B-R-A-T. It is Slovakia. Nice. I was between Slovakia and Slovenia because of that soccer team's name. Yeah, it's too late, though, because the two listeners are gone now, so you can't get them back. Uh, We just fell off the charts. Speaking of the charts, (laughs) my favorite story for today, uh, Amazon has ordered an all-or-nothing sequel to the Manchester City season starring... (laughs) Tottenham Hotspur in their 2019-2020 season. Uh, is the tagline just in brackets, it's nothing? It's nothing, though. It's Seriously, nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. <laughs> we get to find out if it's true, all the Ericsson and Vertonghen shit, and the black eyes and the punches and them just being <laughs> awful. What terrible timing. Awful. Just or awful. perfect timing for Well, us. yeah, I can't wait. I literally can't wait. Yeah. This is about to be the best comedy on TV since The Office. Yeah, absolutely. It's got potential. I mean, it's pretty terrible, like, just scraping a draw against the worst team in the league. <laughs> I mean, unlucky, Watford. Uh, you could have done it. <laughs> He's done a little bait and switch there. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Why do they do it to themselves? Fucking hell. It's, it's so perfect. It's so, so, so perfect. I'm so excited for this. I mean, they sucked against Watford again. They just about done a goal. There was VAR. There was other things. Oh, God. I just hope Amazon were clever enough to not give anyone at Tottenham like any sort of editing privileges over it. I hope they've got total control so as it, you know, it comes out as unedited as possible. Yeah, that'd be great because there's definitely all sorts of hilarious things going on behind the scenes there. And we need to see it. We need, you know, we the people deserve such joy in our lives. We did award them the, uh, oh no, we didn't because Ian voted for Palace. But I bet at the end of the year, they will have sparked the most joy. Certainly yeah. that that uh, Amazon series will. Yeah, we can redo that award. For sure. That's all I got for news. So shall we just get straight to the fixtures, gentlemen? Um, we could, but it was pretty boring, wasn't it? <laughs> all of it. Yeah, a bit of a slow week. Definitely. Uh, Kicked it off with, you know, the two teams that people care the most about. Everton 2, West Ham 0. I mean, Um, the big one. You know, spot on on the XG, 2.2 to 0.4, 0.5, depending on who you ask. Does anyone care about this result? Um, Everton didn't lose. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, Silver looked pretty happy. They've actually got out of the relegation battle now. (laughs) Well, (laughs) they're still in the battle. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, they had just lost four on the bounce, I think. They really needed a win, and they got it against West Ham. Yep, that, 
And that brings them up to 10 points level with United. So, you know, heady heights up there with the big teams in the world, like, <laughs> like Manchester United. Big stuff to celebrate. Was anyone a little surprised at the lineup that Everton announced? Sigurdsson was on the bench. Calvert-Lewin and Keane were both benched as well. I mean, I think Keane and uh, Sigurdsson both made it on. But yeah, I yeah, Sigurdsson when... scored a goal, so yeah, he when... definitely played. It did seem a little bit odd, the lineup. I thought. It's like, you're playing West Ham. You're not playing a bunch of shit munchers. He's just you know, trying but... anything, isn't he? Well, yeah, that, that's the impression it gave, definitely. West Ham have had a good attack too, so it's definitely not a team you want to like take the day off against. You know, they're in 10th place, but there's they're good value for their mm. points. I mean, they also have only got five points in the last five games now, so I think we need to move on huh. from that misnomer a bit about West Ham because the opposite seems to be happening right now. Like They had a very okay. good start to the year, but they are dropping off fast. Yeah, and I, I guess generating uh, only point four or point five against Everton is not ideal, no. given Everton State. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah, that, is what I'm, that is what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll yes. just get to it quicker. They suck. That's it. Yep. All right, let's move along. Speaking of teams that suck, Brighton, Brighton. losing to Villa. Brighton won 1.3 on XG to Villa's 2, 2.97, so 3.0 on XG. Um, again, anybody care about this? Aaron Moy got himself sent off and ruined everything for Brighton, and they were playing actually quite well up until then, and then they got done by Villa. Villa, who do look pretty good in attack sometimes. They, they're all over the map, but... You know, when when they're on their day, they look quite good. Overall, they've played well this season. It's like, it's like I said, the I'm pretty sure I, one day I'll look it up, but like admin, in it that they've got to have had the most goals ruled out by VAR across anyone because it yeah, just you really have been saying that all season long. Every single game, it seems to be that they get something disallowed or they get like the harsh decision where it's marginal. I mean, we could talk about VAR if you want, but it's been shit. I mean, it's going to be impossible not to. Yeah, there's a lot of that this week. <laughs> How is it they can't overturn a referee's decision or they don't want to? But at no point in the 89 games that have been played so far has the referee gone to look at the screen. Yeah, so what is the deal with that actually? Like, are, is there even a screen yep. there for the refs yep. to do? Because I know at the World Cup, like, they did it every single time, but this time it's just like. No, there's a screen there every single game, but in okay. no I was games... literally getting to the point where I was like, oh, are they just not doing that? Is it like a totally different implementation of it? No, they haven't been able to find a scart lead for it, so they've just not bothered with it. But... <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't used it once. Uh, they haven't awarded a single penalty from VAR, which everyone thought they would. Yeah, I, uh, which I'm very frustrated lot. about that for FPL. I was like, oh, penalty taker is going to go way <laughs> up in value. They did not. There seems nope. to have been less penalties, in fact. Um, and it's just weird because they're not using it. I mean, wasn't it in the Everton game, actually, where there was like a cast iron penalty decision that was just mental that it wasn't given? No, it was Watford. It was Tot oh, yeah, Tottenham yeah. Watford, Watford when Dane yeah. Lefeu got taken out, like completely taken out. And they just didn't give it when it was a very blatant, like the ball had kept going, but the player had just kept sliding, kept sliding, and almost like he'd had three attempts yeah. at the ball. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. every time missed and the third time just hacked down the player. And it's like, oh, that's not a penalty. One of those where like your FIFA glitches out and the guy just keeps sliding and sliding and sliding. <laughs> or um, mm -hmm. Yeah, through the hoarding. Or like uh, that Geico commercial. We actually had a good conversation about Geico commercials the other day. There's one with a soccer player where he just goes to celebrate and he just keeps sliding around and around for like 30 seconds. It's it's a good commercial. Good commercial. Oh, yeah. I've actually, I saw that today. That came up. That was quite good. Yeah, it's funny. Um, spare a moment for Jack Grealish, former hope for the future. Goal and assist. Captain of Aston Villa, I think he's having a really good season, and we haven't particularly commented on it, so I just wanted to put that out there. You sounded like you were about to slag him off. Yeah. I was waiting for the no, just I think he deserves just you know there. a brief oh, right. moment of praise. I brought him into my team on FPL on a whim. Oh, yeah, yeah, just just feeling it. I was like, oh, you know what, that Jack Grealish kid's pretty good. I'm going to bring him in. That is a nice little punt because he's he's relatively expensive in FPL, isn't he? He's like five point nine. Or, yeah, okay. That's nice. Well done. That's, that's that hurts me to say, but well done. Yeah, that's a good thanks. one. Yeah, he has. He's he's come to the fore. He was kind of stuck. You almost thought he might be in that perennial zone of too good for the championship and not good enough yeah. for the Premier League. And like he had a rough time with Villa last time, but he's kind of built and built. And he's one of those players. I don't know. He's kind of probably for Villa fans. He's the same as like Zaha is for us. Like every other team hates him and hates playing against him, <laughs> but they love him. 
and he he does the business for him and he was yeah. he was really really good um with it taking his goal and setting up the assist for that target yeah and he there are quite a few teams he could move up to and and provide value you know man united or arsenal could do with him for sure yeah i look forward to seeing him in the everton rotation in two seasons <laughs> sure yeah when they spend 60 million on him <laughs> it's gonna happen it's and gonna then happen. sell him to uh liverpool a couple of years later yeah and then finish 12th <laughs> yep yeah bournemouth norwich yeah, let's move on to uh, Bournemouth Norwich. We got 0 0 and 0. 0.4 to 0. 0.7 on XG. Norwich done kept a clean sheet. What's that about? Norwich and Bournemouth. That is both of their first clean sheets of the season. There you is go. It? Yep. Good start. Chelsea Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea Newcastle. Uh, Chelsea struggled to put their chances away against Newcastle here. Newcastle generating 0.2 at the bridge. So, you know. They didn't really do much but park the yeah, bus. That's um, but shit. to their credit, they did, at least through the first half, do a really good job of preventing any clear chances. Uh, Chelsea scoring one, generating 2.3 by the end of the match, although the overwhelming majority of that came in the last 30 minutes after Pulisic came off the bench and had himself quite the performance. I don't know if you guys watched the match, but definitely the talk on Chelsea Twitter afterwards, and not even just with Americans, was uh, Pulisic's big day. Yeah, I think uh, that he definitely took his opportunity there, didn't he? He saw a, a match that uh, wasn't going the way they wanted to. I mean, Chelsea were making a bit of a meal in Newcastle, to be honest. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. Mostly because Tammy Abraham, who seems to need a lot of chances generally to get goals, he was getting a lot of chances. Yeah, or space. Nothing... He needs space too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it wasn't happening for him. No. And uh, Pulisic sort of, I think, took his took his opportunity to go, well, I'm going to put my stamp on this game definitely yeah and he was dribbling he was passing he was really decisive part of what i noticed with callum being back oh by the way Mm -hmm. callum who we should have fucking picked up for our fpl team like i said scored nine points he's on four five and nine since coming back um but outside of fpl callum i don't think particularly had the best day you can see that he's still sort of getting his not only his physical game but his mental game back up to speed so he'll be a bit indecisive on the ball, certainly compared to what he was last year and has been in the past. Um, he definitely benefits, in terms of FPL, he definitely benefits from the fact that fuck all else happened in the game. <laughs> yeah, those bonus <laughs> points are coming yeah. from a lot of nothing. But yeah, when Callum's been on the ball, he's been a, a half second slower deciding what to do. He, he can't seem to decide if he wants to pass or dribble or you know run to the byline and then cut back. At least, I mean, he's still doing a good job, but it's a lot. it's not quite as crisp as it used to be, let's say. But Pulisic came on and he just, he was like, all right, let's fucking do this. Like on the goal, he didn't get the assist. He got the sort of hockey assist or the second assist, but he took four defenders out by dribbling it and then just playing it right across the box perfectly. Like nice for Chelsea to get a clean sheet with both Conte not on the pitch and Alonso at a pure left back position. <laughs> um, how often does that get to happen? Yeah, I mean, we're playing Newcastle, so, <laughs> but still. uh, Kaylee's caption on the XG map was uh, something along the lines of Chelsea are pretty clearly the number three team in England now. And that does sort of seem to be the consensus among the stats nerds like myself. We are pulling away from the rest of the rest. Um, You know, obviously Liverpool and City are well above everyone else, but there's a solid gap. And that happened last year as well. Like we were the third best team by the underlying numbers. And then we kind of fell off for a while. And then we ended up in third by the end of the year again. For all the worry going in about the transfer ban and the new coach and the youth and all that, solidly the third best team. Second best attack, third best overall. So, you know, feeling good. There you go. And uh, speaking of like uh, super good stats and stuff, it leads us nicely on to our, our next fixture. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Yeah, Leicester Burnley. Yep, Leicester two. So Burnley um, get the Burnley of the week, do they? No, Burnley don't get no. the Burnley of the week. Burnley got Burnley for the Burnley of the week, which is oh, really delightful. Burnley. Yeah, they got truly and well Burnley. Leicester scoring two on only point eight, and Burnley scoring one on one point eight. So they scored one point oh more than their opponent. They scored about half of what they generated, and the opponent scored more than double. What they generated. So a true and classic Burnley. A Burnley the anti-Burnley. Yeah, so Burnley got Burnleyed and <laughs> Leicester got Watforded. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> right. Okay. 
oh dear, I'm going to struggle with this through the season. Yeah, it's going to get a little complicated. Because I don't think Leicester got Watforded. Isn't getting Watforded not winning when you should have? No, getting Watforded is the stats say you should have done really well, but you didn't. Right, Leicester's stats say they should have done poorly. They only got 0.8 and they scored two. Which means they well, yeah, but which so, means they were the Burnley and Burnley were the Watford. So, so Leicester, Leicester got, got Watford and Burnley got Burnley. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Are we is, is everyone at home getting this? If you if you need to take a second, just hit pause <laughs> just right now. I'm just kind of running through it in my head and I'm like, yeah, yeah, all right, fine, fair enough. They didn't Watford, they got Watforded. Yeah. Burnley got Watford. No, Leicester got Watford. Oh, Leicester God. got Watford. They got done a favour. Burnley Watforded Leicester. Leicester Burnley Burnley. And who are Sunderland? <laughs> Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. A documentary being made. Yeah. yeah. Good times for the documentary. Yeah, Leicester scoring two. Uh, anybody got Vardy in their team? Nope. No, I wanted him for ages. Been slagging him off most of the time, so of course he scores. Yep. Yeah. Not, uh, not getting bogged down by his wife's antics on uh, social media and in the press bang scores goals bang hacks instagram accounts bang exposés (laughs) apparently there were some colorful chants from the burnley fans and uh vardy enjoyed getting them back with his uh little hand to the ear celebration but yeah yeah standard bit of that in the chelsea match too actually weirdly newcastle are still on about marcus alonso's 20 games at sunderland 15 years ago Jesus Christ. They were like chanting, you know, Sunderland scum at him. Like, I'm like, all right, you know, that's a... Chill out, yeah. Let that let that one go, I think. He wasn't quite a Sunderland legend or anything. Like, yeah. Fuck. But he did. He went straight to him when, when he scored. I was like, all right. He's he's happy to score on Newcastle fans right now. Um, any, like, tactical notes on this other than it's funny that Burnley got Burnley'd? Lester, Lester deserved talking about, actually. We should stop here for a second. Because I think Leicester have genuinely been the fourth best team in the league. But this is a, like, slightly feels like damning with faint praise. Because oh, I think the league is fucking shocking this year. And like, it's fucked. Yeah, it That's really is. That's very true. It, it really is. And like, while Leicester sort of seem to be playing uh, high possession football, they don't seem to be creating masses of chances for Vardy. And it's... He's their main sort of focal point, isn't it? I mean, he's the yeah. probably first name on the team sheet all the time. And while they are playing attacking football under Brendan Rodgers, I'm just not sure the sort of quality is quite there, even though they are, as you say, sort of fourth in the league for attacking yeah. attacking play. It just doesn't feel incisive, you know? No, and it is very much a Brendan Rodgers tactical setup. They are the sort of rich man's Swansea, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they play slow possession. They try to sort of choke the life out of the game, which doesn't at all lend itself to Vardy's skill set. No, exactly. Um and then late in games when they need to switch it over, they are capable of doing that, which is where Swansea were not yeah. um and why they failed. But you do feel like there's a bit of a wasted talent situation going on at Lesser. Like he's getting really good results out of them and they're playing the way that he wants them to play, but they could be doing more, I feel like. I don't know. I think they had to have a bit of a reset because they weren't playing the most exciting football for a long time. And I mean, they, they may not have got the award last week, but for expected goals, they are the Burnley of the season so far because they've scored 16 off of an XG of 8.93. Yeah. Okay. So they're like more than double. <laughs> yeah. Like they are. Wow. Alive. Yeah. I hadn't even noticed that in the table. That's a good pull on that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Whew. Wow, so maybe uh, maybe me saying they're fourth best. I should stick to the stats and not the eye test because <laughs> yeah. clearly they're not the fourth no, best team. No, no, no. Go to the eye test because you should still say Man United are shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, but I don't know. I just I, I want to do go back though. You made a really good point about it being more of an indictment on the rest of the league than anything else. Like for Chelsea to be the third best, we're not in 99% of years would be good enough to be the third best team. We have nothing like a good defense at all. And our attack has been good, but it hasn't been like third best team in the biggest league in Europe good. And so, yeah, when you're looking at Leicester, I think you are seeing more a reflection of the shambles that are Arsenal, Tottenham and United. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But this might be their chance. And so if they're, as I said, sort of like with Liverpool previous, if they're performing over their numbers now, if they do sort of, if Brendan Rodgers manages to get them feeding Vardy a little bit better, then 
you know, maybe they'll kick on even higher and they'll take their chance. Who knows? Yeah, and I think you could honestly, Chuck, you'll hate to hear this, but you could say the same thing about Palace. What? <laughs> You're going to say something positive about Palace? Come at me. Yeah, Pal- no, Palace really could if they continue to push on, like push for maybe even fourth. Definitely like a top Ooh. like a top six situation. They're in such a good position so far. They have a hard run of fixtures coming up Are right now. Are you deliberately but- trying to be overly <laughs> optimistic or just dreamer-like to outweigh my negativity about it? Because you're fucking on crack. <laughs> Crystal Palace could be fourth. You are We're nine games into insane. the season and they're only one point behind Arsenal and three points yeah, behind And we've only played fourth. like two of the top six. We're about to play Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal and Leicester. Oh yeah. So we're, we're about to play the five teams above us in a row in this season. Like, <laughs> opportunity. Let's just wait. Oh, it was like that horrendous stat where if Palace won all of their five games, then potentially they could be at least second in the league. That was my favourite thing. Brilliant. Thanks for the pointless use of 180 <laughs> characters or whatever. You know, if a team wins all like the 38 games, they're, they're guaranteed to win. That's what happens. Unless another team wins all 38 and scores a couple more goals in the process. Can't work. Can't yeah, work. Doesn't can't work. <laughs> they have to draw against each other. Yep. There you go. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> genuinely pissed off <laughs> yeah didn't think that one through alright we got Wolves Southampton up next uh, anything to talk about here I don't care about this match Jimenez would have had like a hat trick of disallowed goals so I got him in my FPL team oh that, that must have been bittersweet then no I got him in afterwards oh <laughs> okay fine because I wanted to get rid of uh, Son because I'd had enough of him and I got rid of Aguero because I got sick of this Bloody Jesus crap. I did Sun and Pookie to Grealish and Aubameyang. And I think that I'm pretty happy with that move. God, early transfers, ahoy. I've also done transfers very early. Blimey. So, yeah, there is nothing to say about Wolves Southampton. So... Which does allow us to move on to the anti-Burnley of the week, which you should just play the jingle in reverse. Okay. Yeah, Uh, Crystal Palace zero on zero point six xg, and Manchester City two <laughs> on four point two. Elite defense. That's what happens, guys. <laughs> Raheem Sterling wants that game back. He does not look like he. He looked like he was just like doing his favors and stuff. Like some of the skewed shots were incredible. And I, I was saying it, like, watching through the game as it was happening and saying to you guys, like, the City XG is going to be insane because <laughs> they've missed, like... Like, that game easily could have been a complete carbon copy of the Watfords. Oh, yeah. any on, a, on another day, it could have been. Yeah. We got very lucky. I mean, it shows how mental the game is that Benteke nearly scored with his first touch, oh. which was a cracking header. I know. I had a moment there. I was just like... That, you know, it, they even managed to say it in commentary sort of thing. Oh, because he sort of rushed onto the pitch with such seeming purpose. He just had such purpose just pointing at himself, like looking at Van Arnold going, fucking me, and yeah, put exactly. the ball higher, put the ball higher, put the ball up, up, And then me. just bulleted he just that stood header. There. It was like classic. It, it, the planet should have aligned, but Edison's a prick and he has to be a good, talented goalkeeper. <laughs> he is a good bastard. Unsympathetic wanker. Oh, it would have been so good. Chuck, you'll be pleased to know that your game finally got a caption from Kaylee Graphics. Yay! In all caps, good gracious. <laughs> which, is, which is pretty spot on, because 4.5, on, on Kaylee's model, it's 4.5. is It's 4.5. crazy, yeah. Jeez, match of the day had it at like 3.8, but okay, so. Yeah, Blimey. yeah, I mean, different models have it at different spots, but good lord, that is, that is a lot. <laughs> That's... That, that is that is just uh, elite defending. Yep, that's one way to put it. Gary Cahill had himself a fucking day, though. He has been amazing, yeah. But it doesn't fill me with confidence. I mean, he, Hennessy had an all right game. Like, there's not really much he could have done about those two goals. Like, it's one of those ones with the first goal where De Bruyne did almost the exact same thing in the second half quite late. And it's a matter of millimetres that it hits one side of the post, it comes straight out or... Oh, it goes in like that one. And then the counter-attack and the and the through ball, well, the through lob, really, 
um, for oh. Silver's goal was my, my hard on's only just gone down about that. Yeah, that was... Jesus. Oh. There, there was no. You, you can tell, like if if ever those goals happen, and you watch like the away fans, um, <laughs> if you if you don't really see a reaction, then you know it's like a good goal. Yeah, because yeah. you just kind of everyone just looks at each other and shrugs and goes, "Yeah, fair enough." Yep. Stimmers didn't even need those uh, those little pills to get his heart on this time. I should have said, yeah, that was why. I mean, <laughs> nothing to do with the assist. But, yeah. I love when someone takes a, a volley over the shoulder. Like, it's yeah. so hard to do. Oh, it was so beautifully At done pace as, well. as well. He just yeah. watched it all the way down to his foot. It was oh. absolutely perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. One of the better goals so far this year, easily. Quick side note that uh, City's centre backs were. Neither of them centre backs <laughs> were the centre midfielders, and fuck me, you could tell because they were f- they were bombing forward wherever possible. Yeah. There was no one in their defensive half for <laughs> no, long stretches. Most of that they game. were camped out in Palace's half for most yeah. of the most of the game. You're not going to get Palace every week either. That is a worry. Palace, who you know we we like Palace, but they've been 17th on both both actual goals scored and expected goals scored. So. You know, if there's a match where you want to have, you know, no center backs playing. Stones was on the bench, though. Is that right? Yeah, he came on. Isn't he super early? I thought he wasn't due back till December. Maybe he's getting rushed back. I mean, he obviously, if he was benched, he wasn't He wasn't fully fit. Otherwise, he'd have been playing, you assume. But, sure. But, I mean, why Why even give him 10 minutes? I found the whole thing a bit, little bit odd, to be honest. You either start him or you don't, I think. But whatever. So, there you go. That's what Pep does. I mean... Pep Roulette was in full force with Aguero being benched as well. So Yeah, was that because of the car accident or we think there's like actual rotation going on there? He came out in the press conference and just said that, well, Aguero hadn't been involved in training for a little while or whatever, but that was like, well, that's sort of like, because he didn't, he didn't feature internationally, did he? So it was like, that's because he had time off and had a car crash. And I don't know. It's very, it's sort of like, yeah, <laughs> just a few relaxing days. Yeah, exactly. It's very odd. I thought I, Pep seems to just want to keep everyone guessing. Mm. But it's kind of the same thing as uh, we said last week. I think it was about Man United when we were saying because of the competitions, like everyone's playing like City. You've got another six games before the 10th of November, I think. Bloody hell, right. So they've okay. got Atalanta on Tuesday yeah. at home. Then they've got Villa at home on Saturday. Wow, they've got four games in a row at home. Sorry, I've just realised. Okay. Atalanta, Villa, Southampton, Southampton. Because they play Southampton in the cup and in the league. Love when that happens. Love when Then that they've happens. got Atalanta away and then Liverpool away. Yeah, we, we have the same thing. We have a match on Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday and Saturday. Getting into that uh, busy time of the season. Yeah, indeed. And that takes us up to the international break. But that's looking forward there. That's quite a big um, sort of emotional, mental kind of fixture that Liverpool City is the game before the international break. So there's two whole weeks of staring at that table if Liverpool get the win, (laughs) if City get the win. like. Yep. And City did start uh, narrowing the gap a little bit with today's result coming in only... About an hour and a half ago at the time of recording. Oh, do we have to? I just watched it. Like, do we have to fucking talk about it <laughs> as well? I God, was I was, was about boring. four minutes away from being very excited to talk about this match because I had been talking about a Man United win for two <laughs> weeks in a row. Spe- specifically, though, you said a 1-0 win. So I know. you could have had a, a good little on-air masturbation about that. <laughs> and of course, Liverpool <laughs> had to fucking spoil it in stoppage time with a goal to save a point. Um, but finally, the win streak ends, so they won't get Pep's record. Manchester United won on 0.8 xG, and Liverpool won on 1.0 xG. So not only was this a a 1-1 draw against United, who have not been able to attack, um, but good value for the 1-1. Like, that is a 100% fair result on the day. You know, we I did say, obviously I don't get to gloat because I called a 1-0 win, but you know, when the numbers are that far off for both of those teams, they were both in conversation for Burnley and anti-Burnley of the season so far. They're going to meet in the middle, and then this seemed like a natural time for that to happen. United's defense really did a good job of preventing uh, chances for Liverpool. Liverpool have averaged about 2.2 xG per game so far, and they only got 1.0 here. So that's a you know a significant drop-off in that regard. And Rashford coming back really helped United's attack look at least somewhat functional. 
if still mostly limp. <laughs> well, Marshall came back on as well, so it's obviously it's good to see him getting some minutes. But I just think it was, like we said very clearly from the start, like Liverpool weren't on the pace or weren't going for it. So, yeah, United's defence did quite well, but I think it's more the midfield were just disrupting everything because Liverpool couldn't get anything going, like, at all. They weren't at it, but it didn't even really look like they were trying to. It almost looked like they were just playing, a, OK, United are trying to play this very intense, very high-pressing, fast, quick tackles, snap, snap, left, right, everywhere. And it just seemed like they were just going to let them tire themselves out until then they could kind of sucker punch them later. Obviously, United go ahead. Um, and then Liverpool equalised quite late. Um, so it, it kind of worked a bit, but they just Liverpool just looked woeful. Like, really, really bad. Like, there was no real creativity. At one point, for about 10 minutes, Jordan Henderson was playing as, like, right wing. And it just was painful. Yeah, but I do think that we should give some credit to United here because... They're really confusing to watch. They, at the same time, press aggressively without committing any numbers forward. Like, they they press while parking the bus. And that's super unique. I don't think we've seen that very much historically. Um, because they do not overcommit players. And they do not seem to be conceding any chances. Like, they continue to have the lowest XGA. And even against Liverpool, like, I think they prevented Liverpool from really creating any dangerous chances as much as Liverpool... You know, couldn't figure it out. Salah on the bench. That's notable, obviously. No, Salah wasn't even in the squad. Not even in the squad. Sorry, right. But, you know, you they did seem to be missing him to a certain extent. But he also is a player, much like we were talking about with Abraham, he needs space to run into. And United were just not conceding space. There was no getting behind them. No, but they did play. They were playing in a 3-5-2. So it was kind of set up that they could commit people forward to kind of like on the wings to press and then James and Rashford were just hitting on the break. Um, it was quite a nice goal. It's kind of perfect, as good as you can. But I think Liverpool can feel a bit aggrieved about the, uh, was it a foul on Origi not being given that got looked at for ages on VAR? Yeah. So we actually, Stimmers and I disagreed on this in the group chat in real time. I think most people, it seems like on Twitter are saying it was a foul. To me, it looked like it would have been pretty soft to give it. But certainly it was borderline and it went to VAR and I guess they decided that it was borderline enough not to overturn it. I just think it's weird. I think it's the kind of foul that gets given nine nine times out of ten, but then one time it, it you know, they, they just let it slide. And and it's the kind of classic, oh, they'll give you that for a free kick, but they would never give that for a penalty kind of foul. Right. Mm. See, I get the sort of thing of not overturning the on-field referee's decision unless it's clear and obvious. And I get that not necessarily being clear and obvious. But when it sort of led to a goal... Well, why doesn't the ref look at it again? He didn't didn't look at it again. Exactly, exactly. It goes back to that, what we said earlier. Why why is the ref not using that opportunity to go, well, okay, I'm the on-field ref. I'll go and have a look and see what I thought. If if you're saying there's something to be be looked at, but we're not going to overturn it, I'll go and have a look at it. Especially if you do everything over just audio. Because how does he describe yeah. what happens? He would have to the the VAR guy would have to um, impart some sort of bias over it because otherwise he could say, so Origi, the ball has arrived in, player has gone from behind, clipped the ankle, Liverpool player has gone down, so that is a foul, cast iron. Right. But if he says, well, he's kind of done some contact, but not really, then it's not that's not the referee really decided or. He's still kind of being yeah. influenced by someone else because you can't articulate correctly if if they put any sort of well it could be this it could be that it would just have to be cast iron that this is what's happened he's collided from from the back this is that I think you should look at it again yeah I, w- I would definitely love to hear that audio because if he comes in and says you know could be given could be not kind of up to you situation then he's then of course the referee's gonna be like all right well that's what I said the first time so. We'll go with that. See, I'm no, I'm no um, rugby fan, really. But I mean, that's one of the good things about watching rugby. I think is that you hear that you hear that conversation between them. It's it's a genuine sort of nice little dramatic moment, and I really like that. And yeah, we should we should definitely hear that without a doubt. But it also, I'm clutching at positive vast straws this week. But I said to you guys on the on the chat, like the fact that me and Oscar 
still look at replays and disagree about it, like Oscar saying it's not a foul and me saying I think it is a foul, uh, that just blows one of the conversations, one of the arguments against VAR out of the water, doesn't it? That it's not going to, oh, well, it takes away some of the fun out of the game of arguing about uh, decisions or whatever. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Because the, the laws of the game have to be subjective to a point it's you know it's whether you think someone was impeded yeah. or whatever so i mean it doesn't it doesn't take that away no at all. I, I do seem to be the in, in the extreme minority here just judging off twitter but who knows you know like maybe there's a lot of fpl people who want a liverpool clean sheet <laughs> yeah might might be you that, know, a yeah. bit of that going on i don't know i don't know exactly what it was but it, i will say that like it seems to be the consensus that it was a foul for most people um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like we are sort of clutching at straws to stay positive on VAR. I still think VAR is a good thing. I still think most of the time it will help uh, ensure correct decisions are being made. Um, but they seem to be overreacting to those first couple of weekends in terms of setting the bar way too high for the clear and obvious, right? Yeah, specifically that first week, there were a lot of there were a lot of things in that first week that VAR was sort of made a call on, and everyone seem to sort of panic about and go, wow, this is going to be crazy this season. And then they clearly rode back yeah, on it. Yeah, exactly. As I said, they do with these law changes like they did with the penalties yeah. a few years ago. They shit the bed on it because they don't want to commit to get... They don't want to commit to getting it right. They don't want to because they don't want to change it that much to cause people to not renew their Sky subscriptions. <laughs> Regardless, you can't get anything 100% right because there will be disagreement. The uh, the commentators on the American feed were saying that it has added an interesting element of people celebrating VAR decisions the same way they do goals. So like when yeah. the, the Liverpool goal got disallowed and then it went to VAR and the decision came in, the Man United fans were celebrating like it was a goal. And he said, actually, you know what? That is a good way to celebrate because it kind of is like a goal. Like, Yeah. So there, there is – it's adding celebrations that as much as it's taking celebrations away. I think it just depends what team you're on. If you think about like the psychological overload, like United fans got to celebrate the goal. Then they got to celebrate the VAR not disallowing it. So it's another boost. Then they got to celebrate Liverpool's goal being disallowed. So it was another and it just creates increases the atmosphere and atmosphere. And so whether that then has the the opposite effect on the other team. Because Liverpool then you you get the feeling of it's like a oh for fuck's sake, like nothing's gonna go for us or nothing's gonna go our way. And we're just gonna keep getting hounded and hounded and hounded. I mean the second Liverpool scored the whole place fucking shut up. <laughs> anyway, the game was boring. Yeah, it was a pretty boring game. Any anyone wanna comment on the handball situation, the new handball rule getting I think it was enforced correctly. The law was perfect in that situation because the ball was travelling that way. He did control it with his arm to bring it down. It's not like the Laporte and Willy Bolly ones that we've spoken about in earlier in the season, where it's flying in at pace and you know nothing about it. That was that was the law implemented as it was. So There you go. All right. Well, that takes us through all the matches. We are recording on Sunday, so we don't know what happens tomorrow. Lundström gets a hat-trick. <laughs> Chuck's captain. I captain. I, I stand by it now, <laughs> especially considering how shit this game week's been and how no <laughs> FBI sets have done anything. The fact that I have captained Lundström because it's Monday night. Arsenal aren't going to get up for it up in Sheffield. I'm nailing my colours truly to the mast here because I'm going to look like a prick. (laughs) He'll get an assist and a clean sheet and Arsenal will be fucked. Yeah. There you go. I'm quite angry with myself because I had the armband on Callum when I went to sleep on Friday night. And then I took it off him with like 10 minutes to go and put it on Tammy. Just because I knew Stimmers had it on Tammy and I was like, oh, I got to match Stimmers. Oh, he's mind games, Tim. It's game week nine and you're playing defensively. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what have you become? You know, I took last year off, so I have twice as much energy to take this seriously this year. Uh, which gives us actually a perfect place to segue to our next segment, which is the community FPL team. Chuck, why don't you uh, talk us through that? You are kind of the... Awful. <laughs> okay. Awful. Uh, we are on 23 points, baby. Oof. Uh... I mean, it's bad. It's bad all round. Yeah, I mean, we're still... Well, this is where it's confusing for me because in my team, I don't have Aubameyang and I've captained Lundström. And in the community team, we have Aubameyang and Lundström is our third sub. (laughs) So it's quite a... 
diverse thing, but we're sticking to it. You guys voted for some, quite frankly, terrible transfers. Yep, um, they voted for mine. It was right, exactly. It was Chuck reasonable. wanted Jimenez, who scored. I wanted yeah. Callum, who got nine points, uh-huh. and they went with Stimmers' suggestion, which uh, right, which was transferring out Aguero, who didn't start. Aubameyang, we're yet to know. I presume it's going to be four or five goals. <laughs> um, and what was the other one? I can't remember now. Uh, McGinn to to Madison. McGinn, okay, that one didn't go well. Um, but that was a, yeah, well, okay, I don't have a defence for that one. I was trying, <laughs> trying, to, trying to stall until I came up with something, but I've got no defence for that one. But it, yeah, my transfer is there that the community picked because they know they've got good sense. They know uh, a good transfer when they see one. Uh, will all depend on whether I sound fucking stupid. What's the deal with Madison? Why is everyone on about him recently? He hasn't looked that good to me. I don't see what like he's. There's a lot of hype there. I think eye test wise, he does he does pass because when I watch Leicester, he seems um, he seems like the only not not the only that's being harsh, but he seems like a real dynamic player to me. Um, I like anyone who says fuck off England. Uh, I'm going to go to a casino. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did have that in the news rundown and then cut it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm ill. Oh, yeah. put oh, it all on, on black. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do. I Yeah, maybe I'm being a bit, I don't know. But Madison just, he ticks boxes for me. I do like I do like watching him as a player. That's probably, I get caught a lot like this, where I like watching a player and regardless of their FPL uh, potential, I want to get him in. And I, I think actually I might have identified that as a problem in my FPL play. Like, <laughs> yeah, in about 2006. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can't quit though. Yeah. Um, no, but he does seem to be like a really popular, almost a bandwagon even on FPL Twitter. And he's got a really? ton of transfers in always, which I, and I, I continue to be baffled by that. Because like he's a good player, but he's kind of expensive, and I don't particularly see... What they see, call like, the Stimson effect. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, Stimson is a big deal. Exactly. All right, well, come on, Stimson, then. Give us a transfer for this week. Super dull, but I've run out of patience with uh, Pookie. No and- shit. Yeah, exactly. I think it's pretty safe to say. Uh, I'm going to assume that all three of us might be getting rid of him. In my team, yeah, but not on my suggestion for uh, our FPL team. Oh, because you're all just about some way of trying to get Callum Hudson-Odoi in. <laughs> Correct. <Right>. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Well, mine is, yeah, very dull, but I'm going to go... Uh, we haven't got much money in the bank, point one, so mine is just going to be a downgrade, in a way. Pookie to Burnley's Wood. Oh, oh no. No. I just want wood. You've got wood. Yeah. Mm. Or you haven't, and that's why you've taken the ED the stuff. Little blueies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do not like that one. No. Why don't you? Yeah, you don't like it because it doesn't involve Hudson O'Doy. Okay, but... no, but even separate from that, why do you want to bring in right. wood? Make the case for wood. He's, because he's scoring goals. So this is the anti-Ian usual transfer because <laughs> he's actually scoring. I mean, why Why would you not want him? Because every time I own Chris Wood, he does nothing. Correct. I had him for the first four weeks of this season, but, you know, whatever. I wouldn't. He's my Solomon Rondon. Solomon Rondon <laughs> as well. Never pick him up. Never does well. Harry Kane, every time I have him, he never does well. Maybe I should have him now, actually. Do we have Jimenez in the FPL team? No, we don't, because we can't afford him. But we could have afforded him last week if someone, some people <laughs> had chosen my option. Stop hating the electorate. I'm not hating the electorate. <laughs> All right, Chuck, tell us you're uh, you're dropping Pookie also. Who are you dropping him for? I'm dropping Pookie. Um, I similarly, someone who I don't really like that much, but they're scoring <laughs> goals uh, and it gets us a bit of money. I'm going to go for Danny Ings. Oh, now. What do you mean? Oh, well, now. Okay, well, go on. Well, because I didn't want to suggest that because I thought I would be lambasted, but that's exactly what I did last night with my own FPL team. Oh. Now and I was scared to suggest that because I thought I would get ridiculed. So I'm sort of I'm sort of pulling for both of us. Well, you don't want it to be too samey. Uh, but yeah, if we if we go to Ings, we get um, one million in the bank. Yeah, uh, which gives us a bit of wiggle room and means potentially if we then next week drop Tamori for some absolute shit muncher, we can upgrade Campwell to Callum Hudson Odoi and then Oscar's happy as well. Chuck's playing chess here. He's thinking three moves ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going to be contrary, actually. And because uh, I want to play some speed chess, I have no patience whatsoever in my life. So I'm going to say we drop Tamori 
And Madison, who I was just talking about, I don't particularly <sighs> like. Um, who are you beefing? Oh, I wonder who you're going to replace it with. Well, Callum Hudson-Odoi, <laughs> who I did say was going to see price rises, he's already gone up. He has uh, an assist in three matches in a row. And I'm also going to find us some good value at 4.4 Maddie Target, who has 5, 9, and 10, I believe, in his last three matches. Yes, of course he does, because I transferred him out in game week three, so of course he does. Yeah. That's why, because the Ian Stimson effect. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, get Callum in while we can still afford him, because we don't want to have the same thing happen that happened with Jimenez. Um, Callum is going to rise. No, the same thing didn't happen with Jimenez. It's just that no one chose my option. <laughs> Would have been fine. And then Ian spunked all the money. Fucking Ian, right? Oscar's choice is getting rid of it. So you're taking a hit. Tamori and Madison out for Target and Hudson O'Doy. Yep. Mostly, normally, well, I don't care about hits. I do like basically one every week in my own team. But <laughs> um, I want to make sure we can actually get Callum in while he's still affordable. Because I, I think he's like a 7.5 type of player, and he's going for 6 right now. Like, you know, he's the most talented attacker, not playing the best yet, but the most talented attacker in the second or third best attack in the league. Like, Can, can we wildcard again? <laughs> not yet. No, <laughs> no, no I wish. Um, so, yeah, so that's my choice. Um, that's not going to be one that anyone votes for, but whatever. I'm just going to keep banging on about Callum until we bring him in. Yep. And then everyone's just going to go opposite against you and vote to never bring him in. Um, so Tamori and Madison out for a hit for Callum Hudson, old boy, and um, Matty Target. And then me and Ian are both dropping Pookie. Ian's got wood. I've got Ings. <laughs> and I'm happy with either of them, to be honest. So, yeah. So there we go. Beautiful. Okay. Well, talking of FPL, uh, we've had a new tweeter come in with a question. Ooh, new tweeter. I'm so glad you did that, Chuck, because I actually had a jingle lined up from about episode 10, which I saved months ago, but it's basically exactly what you just did. Was it? <laughs> so, so I don't even need to drop it in. It's genuinely pretty much exactly what you just did. Play it for me anyway. Ooh, new tweeter. <laughs> That's why they call me Mr. Bo Jingles. <laughs> pretty much exactly the same, months apart. Yeah. But if that was episode 10, that's like a year apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so our new tweeter is uh, FPL underscore blonde. And they I are... I prefer FPL underscore brunette, but... Yeah. Uh, FPL redheads for me. FPL underscore blonde asks, my holidays are over. Is it too soon to get Ings? Well... There we go. Scroll back 57 seconds. Then maybe a little bit more, actually. But He or she is a bit worried, though, because a couple of tough matches in Leicester and Man City, and he is made of glass. But, I mean, we don't have any qualms about Ings, do we, particularly? No, and I don't mind him riding the bench either. Like, I fully understand that he is, they are playing Man City next week, um, I think. Uh, Leicester, I think, then Man City. Yeah. yeah. Ah, there we go. Um, so, yeah, I'm aware they've got a shit fixture, but it doesn't matter. He's 5.9 as a striker. Like, you can bench him. Exactly. It's fine. If he gets injured, that's what transfers are for. I mean, I've got the security blanket of a wild card still. You still got your wild card? I've still got my wild card, despite the fact I'm tumbling to one point nine million in FPL as we speak. The hell are you waiting for, dude? Well, because every time I look at my team, I'm like, well, what would I change? Every week I'm doing shit and I'm looking at my team and going, Well, what would I change? I'd make like three or four transfers. Yeah, and it doesn't and seem worth it, does it? It doesn't seem worth it. And also, I mean, this is ridiculous, like over planning, but there is uh, going to be a blank in game week 18, I think, for Liverpool. Um, when Liverpool got, and West Ham. Yeah, Liverpool and West Ham when they've got some weird fixture thing going on. Um, so I'm genuinely thinking if I don't need to wildcard before then, I won't. I'll sort of get rid of Liverpool players in the sort of few matches before that and then wildcard once that blank's out of the way. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, to be honest. So, yeah, I've got the security blanket, which allows me to make these early transfers for the likes of Ings, which I would never usually do. But it's hard to argue with Ings' form at the minute, so I'm I'm fully behind it, to be honest. Yeah, and like we said, West Ham are kind of on the wane a bit. Um, they might still do goals. Like, Haller has... he's He's been both kind of extremes... With it, and I think it's, yeah. I think it's that that team they've had a lot of players come back from injury. They've brought in some more players to their attack, and it's just going to take them a little bit longer to click. 
I think they had a bit of like a honeymoon period. It will dip now and it may be around, I don't know, coming up to Christmas time. It'll probably be a better option when they settle in. But yeah, get Ings, get Ings. Yeah, it's I money, mean, it does it? depend on who you already have. Like, obviously, if you don't have Tammy, like, you got to get Tammy. No, you yeah, don't. Let's assume someone with FPL in their Twitter name is going to have Tammy by now. You don't have to get Tammy. Yeah, you do. No, you At don't. At that price? Are you kidding? He scored once in four games. You don't have to have him now. If you've if you've if you've had him through the good periods, you can ride this out. But at the minute, you wouldn't necessarily. I would have rushed to get Tammy in. He is selected by forty four point five percent. I think he's the second most picked player. But that means that at the minute, where he's doing shit, like you can jump up on people. So true. God, look at ever the contrarian. I love in it. it. I always. Yeah, really I just is. wanted to argue. I don't really care. I mean, I have Abraham. Um, he's great. I'm not dropping him. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, hope that helps FPL underscore blonde. Um, right, and then we've got Adam P comes in with a few sort of classic uh, miles offside questions in that they're fuck all to do with football. Um, Greedy Gus, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He loves it. But, I mean, we love hashtag content. So, um, right, first one, um, cookies or muffins? Cookies. Uh, is this one of those times that you guys use the words wrong? No, don't no, think so. I think no, we can go... Because- this one's it's specified, isn't it? Because it's English muffins. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. So I think we're I think we're on the same page here, Oscar. Because he hasn't said biscuits; he said cookies. Right, and English muffins over here are not English muffins over there, right? No, an English muffin is the same thing, and it's what you use for an egg yeah. Benedict. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It kind of has like the nook, the nooks and the crannies. Yeah. So when we hear muffins, I think. So we... hang on, hang on. A nook. Uh, sorry, a nooks and the crannies. Yeah, that's how they like brand them. Like, there's that's literally in. Is the, this like hundreds and thousands? No, you know how like when you pull an English muffin apart. See, I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. This is always confusing. When you pull an English muffin apart, it's really craggy. Kind of looks like a mountain range. It's not like a straight slice of bread. Right. I fucking knew it. Describe a muffin to me, because when I what think a, of a right, muffin, have you been to McDonald's McDonald's breakfast egg McMuffin? <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an English muffin. But okay. we're just talking about muffins, on. which are- <laughs> When we the the problem is I think Oscar is saying that when an English person says muffin, do they mean an English muffin? Right. And no we don't. No, we don't. It's called okay. an English muffin. When we say muffin. muffin, we mean exactly what you mean by muffin. Okay, I just assumed because it's called English muffin yeah. that it's what you guys <laughs> would call a muffin. Yeah. All right. So okay, fine. So muffins is just like cupcakes, but not sweet, basically. Yeah, like more natural flavors. Yeah, like blueberry muffin or whatever. A banana muffin or. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's not like okay. yeah, covered in frosting and shit. So what yeah. Adam's asking is biscuits or English muffins? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, that'll be biscuits. Uh, cookies got to be cookies for me. Well, it's cookies. Cookies in this, and if it's biscuits, as in American biscuits versus English muffins, it's biscuits. <laughs> American biscuits are the best of all of the possible Truth. options. With cheese and fucking gravy. Yeah. Or just, just buttery, just on their own, just like straight fluffy buttery goodness. Can't, can't not have gravy, man. Uh, any, any excuse for me to use some other food stuff as a vessel <laughs> to get gravy to get into my face. gravy in your body. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down like a clown, Charlie b- 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 Brown. Um, still from Adam P. Last one. Would you rather be forced to wear a mankini for a week or a thong under your normal attire for two months? What an Adam question. Ugh. Yeah. Mankini. Right. So so you have to wear a mankini for a week? A week. Like out and about. That has to be your clothing. Yeah. Because it says or a thong under your normal attire. So I'm that suggests that the mankini is instead of your normal attire. Yeah. Thong underneath. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm wearing a thong right now, so, you know. It does only say a thong. Now, that's a bit of a worry that it's the same thing for two months. I mean, are you allowed to change them? How dirty can, like, a string of dental floss get? Well, look, I mean, with my arsehole, I'm, I'm having to burn it daily. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want that getting anywhere back into the wash cycle. So if it is genuinely the same one for two months, then I've got to think about it. Well, you could get one of those like bathing suit ones that are like stretchy and absorbent and durable. 
absorbent being the operative word. But then there is the attraction of being able to fart and hail a taxi at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, a mankini for a week to worry in a sort of work setting. Yeah, obviously. I mean, do I get to like, maybe if I'm on vacation, somewhere tropical? Still, it's a bold choice. Yeah, but then I don't have to wear a thong for two months if I'm going to be on the beach anyway. That's the only scenario where like, I'm picking that. I was going to say, we've transplanted this situation to a holiday scenario. But... Yeah, he didn't say when. He just said a week. He didn't say next week. <laughs> when I've got a big presentation at work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that meeting on Tuesday, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what, this? Well, I've got a podcast and some guy tweeted it, so I've got to do it. Now, can we just ignore it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people who just wear thongs. Like, not as part of a punishment or weird hypothetical scenario. Uh, should we go through some fixtures for next week? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm on Game Week 18. I was about to go way too far ahead. Why are you on Game Week 18? Were you seeing how long you'd have to wear a thong for? Yeah, I was trying to work it out. <laughs> how many Game Weeks? Translate into Game Weeks and then I'll understand. So, we have the return of Friday Night Football this week. Yeah, that clash of Titans. The Titans of Southampton <laughs> playing the Giants of Leicester, making them both seem normal uh, size. I love that. Um, <laughs> making them both seem normal size. Oh, uh, have you not seen that, Oscar? No. We'll send that as a link. There you go. That's the uh, spoiler that we'll forget about. Then Saturday morning, Man City at home against Villa. Um, do I go for the early kickoff curse? No, that's going to be 4 1 C. Yeah, that's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got Brighton, Everton, Watford, Bournemouth, West Ham, Sheffield United, Burnley, Chelsea. We're going to get Burnley, aren't we? You're going to get Burnley. You're going to get Burnley <laughs> in the most Burnley of Burnley ways. That's going to be annoying. Burnley. That's going to be very upsetting. Mm hmm. Good old fashioned Burnleying. And then on Sunday, we have a two o'clock Newcastle Wolves and three 4.30 fixtures, Arsenal Palace, Liverpool Spurs and Norwich Manchester United. Oh, there's a few decent games there, I think. Yeah, that Sunday's clearly the day. Yeah, it's quite annoying as well that they're, three of them are at the same time. Yeah. That is annoying. I mean, I'll get the goal rush, so over here it's not a problem, but uh, anyone, you guys want to pick one out that kind of stands out for you or... You know, Chuck, you're playing Arsenal. Good time to get Arsenal. I feel confident about that. Yeah, on the road. You guys are good on the road. Yeah. Well, it's, this season's been kind of mixed. Like, it's been fairly... Like, our home form has kind of come back. Yeah, so home is two wins, two draws, and a loss. Um, away is two wins, two losses. So, it's not that much difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, against Arsenal at the minute, I, I I fancy us to get get something out of that game. Liverpool Spurs should be hilarious. I don't want Liverpool to continue winning, but I do want Spurs to continue being hilariously bad. So you know that's going to be a draw, right? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Like after today, like that has got full on draw written all over it. Is it time for the broken clock of Spurs to be right? <laughs> I don't think them getting a draw against Liverpool is them being right. I don't know. Isn't that a? I believe that's a rematch of the Champions League final. Does that feel like a rematch of the Champions it League final at all at the minute? Does it? Mm, it, do, no. it doesn't seem like it would have the same sense of occasion, but potentially the same drab scoreline. <laughs> just some bullshit handball in like the third minute, and then it's just one nil. That's it. Job done. Yep. And if there is a single team that United could score on, it is. The worst defense in the league, aka Norwich. No, that's got Norwich win written all over it after this week's result. <laughs> Absolutely has. So no surprises to you then? Um, I mean, those are surprises that aren't surprising. Yeah, I guess that's true. I do think we're going to get Burnley. I'm already angry about it. He's going to spend the rest <laughs> of the week angry. Pretty angry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not, Ian? What about you? Is there one that stands out there for you for I, I, gen- your no. personal? Other than just the Sunday sort of late ones that we've discussed, I, I mean, yeah, Saturday looks like a bit of a drab, drab affair. So no, I've got nothing to add to be honest. I think Norwich could do one against Man United, but I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised about any result in any of those three games: Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Spurs, Norwich, Man U. No, no combination of results would surprise me. That's actually, yeah, that's a very valid point. That's actually kind of the case for the whole weekend. 
Burnley are going to Burnley us. West Ham and Sheffield, anybody could win. What's the point of this? Yeah. What's the point of us even analysing this? It's the same every week. Any team could win, lose or draw, apart from Watford. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Well done, Bournemouth. Right. (laughs) Congratulations, three points, Bournemouth. I guess on that note, we can uh, call it a week. So thanks to everyone for joining us. And uh, we'll be seeing you very soon. Yeah, very soon. Catch up with us on the Twitter if you want to at Miles Offside Pod or on Facebook. Not that we we're not like over fifty, so we don't use Facebook anymore. Um, Ian does some posts on Instagram. You can email us milesoffsidepod at gmail.com or catch our Patreon page if you want to sponsor this shit and help us to make more, um, get production time to make more jingles buy me a laptop so I don't have to record on my phone, all these kind of things that you can help. Go to patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod. Yep, and we, uh, just as a quick side note, because we just mentioned the Patreon, the Star Wars tickets will be going on sale Monday, 10-ish p.m. in the U.S., halftime of the Monday night football fixture. They're going to air the last trailer for Rise of Skywalker, and then look out for a nerdy newsstand probably on that, because, you know, Nothing's more important than Star Wars. I mean, cheese, uh, cheesecake, gravy, or wearing a thong for a month is probably more important. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 